You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Mm. There it is. Delicious. I feel better. Do you guys feel better? Oh, no. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> We're not allowed to yes. drink coffee. Yeah. <laughs> You're the only one. <laughs> That could sip that cup. Dan, Dan's following the new rules. Did you <laughs> see the rule? <laughs> don't talk over and don't yes. wait too long in between. <laughs> a bunch of losers. Why do I Thank do you. this? <laughs> He's going to count to five every time. God bless you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> we got to let you off air. <laughs> that we're not allowed to talk over each other. Or drink coffee. And now that we've got a three-second lag, we have to still or anticipate when the person is going to end speaking and start speaking three seconds earlier, guessing when they're going to be done so there's no lag because somebody gets stressed if they have to actually work at the editing a little bit. So, And, and it is causing us a lot of stress. <laughs> so, oh, I'm literally crying. <laughs> oh, so I'm working with buffoons. Buffoons. We are working. Anyway, I'm sorry. Well, Could I you say we... that again? You spoke a little bit too early. <laughs> we have to edit you. <laughs> None of that. Yeah, what? Well, I... I didn't push record, so we didn't get any of that. <laughs> so what else What's is new? new? Uh, Nothing no, new. I got it. I got it. I'm recording. Don't turn <laughs> yours off. <laughs> I am recording. Oh, my goodness. I can't take it. Wow. Welcome to Friday. Okay, <laughs> so my question is, when you can't take it, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> I just push off on my phone. <laughs> oh, my God. Go away. <laughs> The stress is gone. Right. Turn off the phone. Oh. But it's true. Turn off your phone. <laughs> here's my. Here's my. Oh, broke a rule. I coughed. <laughs> oh my. So here's my question from Wednesday. My serious question for our listeners who are waiting to know the answer. Who? I would say that to- that probably is about right. <laughs> That's right. Thanks for tuning in. That's great. <laughs> we hope we've helped. Oh, man. Thank you, Ohio. Thank you, Ohio, for being I'm, with us I'm again I'm sorry. Today. I had to jump in three seconds early. I, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> because of, the, because of the, the time lag or because of the repetitive hearing of the same question in our ears six times? I can't believe the brain lag. listen to this. <laughs> oh, they love it. They love it. People, people... Everybody's stress has melted away this week. Just listen to us. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Hearing the oh, stress in his thinking, voice increase helps us all. <laughs> people are thinking, I have no stress. Listen to those guys. <laughs> <laughs> They're turning us down. 
until we hear <laughs> something people... about the Bible. <laughs> Those people need psychiatric help. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's even beyond the Bible. <laughs> Here's my question. Could, could we have just a moment of silence and then anticipate my ending so you could pick up? Okay, here we go. Who do you go to or where do you go when you need to relieve the stress of your life? Start us off, ladies. Um, I often talk to my mom, and that I really, really miss her for that. She was one of those people that could just always make you feel better, and she was my biggest prayer warrior, and so that was just a huge blessing to me. That was who I would go to when I had problems I needed to deal with. She, yeah. she would always point me to the scripture, and she'd listen to me, but at the same time, she'd try to tell me the right thing to do, even if I didn't always want to hear it. So right. that was huge for me. Yeah. I still have my mom, and I pick and choose what I want to say because I don't want her to stress over it, if that makes sense, because she sits by herself worrying. So I will tell her things for advice, you know. But my, I would say my favorite soundboard is my hubby, despite all the issues. <laughs> right. Wow. If you can cut through them with a knife. <laughs> He's my yeah, favorite confidant. Ruthie's story confidant. reminded me of uh, when Curtis Hudson was very near death. Somebody came and talked to him and said, Brother Hudson, whenever you go to heaven, will you ask the Lord to help heal my son? And Curtis Hudson told him, he said, when I get to heaven, I'll have no more access to the God the Father and God the Son than I do right now. So what a privilege wow. we have yeah, in prayer. that's awesome. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Dan, did you ever go to your dad with uh, times of hardship or stress? I would go to him with questions because he's seen a lot right. and had been through right. a lot. It was more low-key things because I never I'll tell you the truth I, I try not to tell anybody serious problems and I know we've talked about this before because yeah. generally yeah. the problems that are very serious deal with people right and so I, I want to be able to look somebody straight in the eye and if something becomes public some confrontation or opinion I want to be able to look them straight in the eye and say, well, nobody ever heard anything from me because I've never said a word to anybody. Not my wife, not my son, the assistant pastor, no one. And so I generally don't talk about specifics like that. But uh, I'd always be talking to my dad a lot and then other pastors, you and Steve and Phil, you guys are the first ones I talk to, but I don't generally – bring my problem to you as much as I just right. need some fellowship. I I didn't go to my dad a lot, um, maybe once or twice. Uh, my dad's about an hour away. Uh, my dad has great advice and has shared great advice. I, I probably spoke to my father-in-law a little bit more just because mm -hmm. of his ministry experience and dealing with those kind of things. My dad just didn't have that experience. And then I've, I've said many times Mike Holland was my go-to guy mm -hmm. that I could take anything to. And if if I did deal with church folks that had problems, a lot of times I would tell them. 
that I would discuss it with Brother Holland uh, as a staff member just to get advice, yes. just to get his viewpoint. I would do that. Um, and, and a lot of times I wouldn't give him all the details just so I could you know keep that private. But uh, yeah, I had somebody and um, places I would go, um, I, anything with a body of water. Man, when I'm stressed, right. if I can see water, man, that helps. There's just If it's a nice sunny day, Going down, sitting at the pier at, at the lake, or you know, we have some beautiful parks in our area. Something with those kind of surroundings really do help, and that's a great place to pray and to read your Bible and and just think things through and just right. be outside. Um, I've I've done some hunting, and um, I love just sitting out in the woods early in the morning or even as the sun's going down, just listening to what you don't often hear when you don't do that. That is very soothing and very helpful and a great time again just to just to talk to the lord and kind of sift through your mind and the things that you've got so that's been a help to me yeah any places you go ruthie that you think of well i'm the same i love to walk yeah. so we have trails right. around here and i just find that such i think you mentioned that before denise it's such a good time uh to pray too when you're out walking and just have that quiet time with the lord and nothing else really distracting you i really do enjoy that yeah i find that helps me a lot that's one of my wares. I forgot to mention, but for ministry, my mother-in-law is a great resource. I talk to her mm-hmm. here and there about ministry issues, and she's really ha- has a lot of advice, good advice. You know, it's interesting that you said about going outside and being somewhere. I'm thinking back about my first two to three years here. And I did that quite a bit. I'd maybe go out to a park or something for 10 or 15 minutes and just to take a breather and just be out in the sun. And, of course, we get to see the sun here in Columbus much more than we did in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. I know it's only two (laughs) hours away, but being away from Lake Erie, it's really enjoyable. And so you are right. And then what I will do during different seasons— is maybe go 15, 20 minutes to watch either a soccer practice or a little kid soccer game. It just, I know that sounds really weird, but I, I, that's a real stress reliever for me. Spending time with the grandkids, obviously. Oh, yes. Great, great time for us just to be able to concentrate. And, and I got to be honest, those are often very emotional times for me because I see my kids in, in those grandkids. And then just seeing the legacy of the next generation. Um, there's just something about grandkids that cheers the heart of any grandparent. And even when they're not perfect, they may mess up and they can cry and fuss and all kinds of things. There's just something about when that little child says, I love you, Poppy or Papa or, you know, whatever. Oh, man, it's it's amazing. And that that's a great help for me to be around those those grandkids. Yep, definitely. I look at them as like little buckets that need uh, yeah. the love of God poured in. I, I want to be an influence for them to love the Lord. My heart really goes out to people who don't get to see them very often. Like yeah. I, I often think about that, people that are on the mission field and they only get home every four years. And I don't think you ever understood that as much till you had your own mm-hmm. grandkids, how difficult that must be. And I think we should pray for people that are in that situation. For sure. Be tough. 
Let me ask you another tough question. Have you ever had anybody that counseled with you that was going through a very difficult time that either tried to take their life or took their life or uh, did something drastic um, after you spoke with them? And then how did you deal with that if that did happen? I've never had that occur. I have. Yeah, I haven't had that, but I can think of couples that we counseled for marriage that ended up splitting up. And that's always a heartbreak because you feel like, oh, thought they were making progress, you know. And and again, that's that's one of those situations where you have to realize that, humanly speaking, there's only so much we can do to help. And then the rest is in the Lord's hands and the choices that people make. And I think, again, if, if we can think that it breaks your heart, but it can take some of the pressure off that... You're not responsible for the choices people make. I get angry at the devil when something yeah. like that happens. I, I don't go through doubt or dread. What should I have done? I, I'm just angry that Satan had gotten such a foothold in somebody's life that they did something drastic like that, and they they despaired of God. And so I, I know I'm not at fault for those things. But trying to do what you can and and always, I don't care how the situation ends up, I always want to learn from every situation to do better next time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's always a great help. How much do you think today uh, the stress of life comes from things like medications that people are taking? I've, I've been dealing with someone and they are taking six or eight medications and many of them... Uh, some of the side effects are depression, suicidal thoughts. Um, there are a lot of people taking a lot of medication today. Do you, do you find that that's maybe part of the stress level of people today? I It could. I'm not sure, though. I think, I think some people genuinely do need medication, but I think sometimes it's a lot, like a lot of other things in life now. Doctors don't want to take time to get to the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. So let's just throw a Band-Aid over it. Right. And I think that, like I say, I know there are people that genuinely need it, but I think sometimes that that happens. And so they're not really getting the ultimate help they need. They're just putting a Band-Aid over it that's not right. really taking care of the problem. I I think, to me, so many things in life, too, boil down to relationships. Stress is always worse when you're trying to deal with it alone. If you have a strong walk with the Lord, if you have a, a good, solid family relationship, then when stress does come along, it's easier to handle because yes. you have you're not you don't feel like you're doing it alone. Right. And I feel like that's what a lot of people are missing in their lives today is strong relationships and and just a feeling of community somewhere. And I think when you don't have that and you do go through stress, you just feel so isolated and lonely because you don't have those relationships in place to help you get through times like that. And I know, like, after having been through what we've just been through the last couple of months, to have each other right. and to have a solid, a solid family unit and to have a you know, couple church communities around us just made all the difference. Obviously, again, the Lord is number one. But, I mean, those things in our lives just made all the difference in us being able to handle those things that we went through. So, mm-hmm. right. I think I think that's missing family, for a lot of people. Family, for yeah. sure, the support of family. Yes. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> Lord yeah, deals with us directly through the Spirit of God and circumstances, and he deals with us indirectly through people. 
Right. Mm-hmm. You know, if we would just learn from the Lord how he dealt with stress. He had some stress in his life. He had a lot of stress in his life. And we we see from men in the Bible how they handled stress. David David had David had a lot of stress. He cried a lot on his bed at night. He he dealt with a lot of um, hard feelings and difficulties and family issues. And you know the Bible tells us that David encouraged himself in the Lord. And I think sometimes it, it as much help as we have around us with family and friends, sometimes it's just got to be you and the Lord sorting Absolutely. that thing out. Yes. And you know, letting him know I'm hurting. I'm hurting here. I'm I'm disappointed. I. I'm frustrated, and and let him guide you through that. Definitely is a is a great help, and I, I think before you, I mean, it's always good to get advice and help from others. But before maybe we do that, maybe that's the first step is that we've got to go to the Lord and say, Lord, here it is. I I need your help. I can't right. handle this on my own, and, yes. and listen for Him, and that that still small voice sometimes, and uh, I've done that. And, uh, you know, we talked about being, you know, in the woods or, you know, someplace at the waterfront. Uh, that's often when I will hear that voice of the Lord in the car when I'm driving. And, he, and he'll say, here's the, here's the relief you're looking for. So looking for some of those things. I had a friend tell me that years ago, and I thought it was such good advice. She said, you know, sometimes, let's be honest, everybody's going to go through a period in their life where they're maybe upset at the Lord about something or questioning the Lord about something or even a little bit angry. And she said... So many times we keep that inside and we don't pray and tell the Lord how we're feeling. She says it's almost like we think he doesn't know. She says whether we verbalize it to him or not, God knows that because he sees our hearts. And so she said it's important to just tell the Lord that, say, Lord, I got to be honest. I, I don't understand this. I am questioning why this happened. And just be honest with the Lord. And when we're honest, that's when he can really start dealing with our hearts. And he knows those things about us anyhow. So we might as well be open and honest in our communication with him right? Uh, so he can deal with our heart in those areas. It says, cast your care upon him, for he cares for you. And the problem is we don't cast. We cast and take it back. When you were mentioning about medications, I, I think that whenever you look in the scriptures, it seemed like everywhere Jesus went, there were people possessed with demons and I don't think that we really sort of believe that today. We're so far advanced, we we ignore this spiritual basis. And so I think some people either have demon possession or oppression that when they take some medication, they're opening up themselves even to more control of the devil. Because uh, I find it a little comical that I take some medication whenever I went to my new doctor about seven years ago. The side effects are, you know, be careful about gambling or thoughts of suicide and things like that. So he is just going through the list and asking me, have you ever felt this? And listen, have you ever feel that? (laughs) And I said, he said, make sure you let someone know. I said, you can bet on it. But uh, there's a great (laughs) spiritual oppression and influence by Satan in our in our world, and we want to ignore it all the time. But it's uh, very present. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think people today, even subconsciously, through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, television, radio. 
we are bombarded with things, images and phrases, music heavily influenced that beat us down, you know, making us think we're not good enough or we don't have enough or um, we're a loser because we do or don't or don't have whatever. And that that is constantly being played before us. And there are very few resources in our media today where it really encourages you or really you know builds up a, a great life that you've got if, if you've got a strong marriage you you've got something good if you've got kids that are you know loving and behaving you've got something good if you if you've got a church home you you've got something good and we need that good news in our Amen. lives and we need that positive influence and that does come from God's word and that does come from a church community and it should come from within our home and you know a wife that says to her husband you're a good man and I love you and appreciate you and and I, I love what you do for me. That that's that helps relieve a lot of stress in a man's life. And when a man says to a woman, "You're a great mother, and you keep our home awesome," and and I love you for that, that relieves a lot of stress in a person's life. And sometimes we just need to take that to a child. I'm proud of you. That that removes a lot of stress. You're beautiful the way you are. You're beautiful. That removes stress. I think those are things that we need to be mindful as well. I just thought of that when he was talking about that. I don't know if you remember this, but years ago, one of our great nieces, she was a teenager at the time, and um, she got in trouble for something. And one of the things her parents did was ground her from social media. Mm -hmm. And she told us, she said, that was one of the best things my parents did for me. Because she said, every day I'd get up and I'd think, oh, I got to figure out something cool I can post today. You know, almost to create that thing where everybody thinks she's, the, yeah, that illusion, she's got something going on. She said, and when, when they grounded me, it was like, oh, I didn't have that pressure or that stress. And I thought that was so interesting to think that. And again, kind of what you alluded to, the Bible talks about that in the New Testament about how we shouldn't compare ourselves and how that's not wise. And I think that's created a lot of that even among Christians. And so when our great niece said that to us, I was like, that was hmm. really eye-opening to me. You don't realize how that does put extra pressure and stress on people, especially young people. Right. So it's kind of interesting awesome. to hear say that. Amen. Amen. Well, that's our Friday. And I'll ask if is there one final thought that you want to give? I'll start with Brother Wolven. One final thought or point that you want to make before we conclude for the day. Yeah, I think it's very important that since this question is about us, that we have to know ourselves spiritually, to see ourselves through the Word mm-hmm. of God to be sensitive to the okay. Holy Spirit. Let me give you an example. A few couple months ago, we were sort of binge-watching one of these uh, house makeover shows and things, and, you know, it was pleasant. It was not vulgar, nothing bad in there. But I started to get a little bit dissatisfied with where I was living. Yeah. And, and I began to think, yeah. why am I feeling this way? Because I've been very thankful where we are. And, you know, just letting the world dictate to me what is awesome. And a lot of those houses were beautiful. And they're so neat what they did. Mm -hmm. But unaware, I started sort of coveting or being jealous or I I don't know even how to explain it. And so for Mm -hmm. me, I just sort of stopped watching them and, you know, just got back in the book a little bit more to ask the Lord to help me to be thankful of what we do have and where I am. And so it, that's 
that's not a wicked show. It's not a bad thing. I'd never preach mm-hmm. against it. But I had to be sensitive for me. Why was I beginning to feel some of those things? And so that that helped me. I think we all have to just be so close to the Lord that hopefully would be sensitive enough that we don't allow Satan to begin to get a foothold in our own lives. Yeah, our That's satisfaction really has to be in the Lord. Yes. And in our own little home, I've always felt like wherever we live, however big or small, I will just make it a little little love nest and a little home, and that's what we'll have, and and being content with what we have. Yeah, little house. In Canada, we call that a dollhouse. Yes. And <laughs> they have them in Amish country. They have them but as see, chicken it's so coops. much bigger than the birdhouse that we used to be in. Well, let's see. I'm going to wrap up. My spiritual advice, I think, was have fun, play with puppies, and eat lots of ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I think the same as you guys. And I I think that was a really good point to be self-aware spiritually, what things impact you spiritually. And and it's going to be different for different people, the way things affect you. And so I, I think that was a really good point. And just... Yeah, just try to stay content and be thankful. Again, all biblical advice, be thankful for what the Lord's given us and look for the positives and uh, what a difference that'll make in our everyday lives. Yeah, wow. Great week. Thanks, guys. And ladies, thanks again for being with us. We thoroughly enjoy when you come. They add a whole new level of intelligence when they're on the show. Um, (laughs) We peek out at Brother Wolven and then beyond that. We have these lovely ladies, so thank you for that. I am Al Stone in St. Thomas, and I've got some great news to share. Um, I've talked about our, our Canadian Gospel Project and our matching fund this year, but I've not given an update on that. Brother Wolven, this is going to blow your mind. We have a gentleman who has offered to match up to $250,000 Canadian, which is 186000 U.S. We, at this point, have matched up to $93,000. Wow. Of that two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, so we are we are not far off halfway. So that is tremendous. Thank you for all Amen. of you who have uh, contributed towards that and uh, keeping that going. And uh, we're gearing up for a new program here in Canada. Once we finish here, we're, we're on board to finish next year. And then um, also the American Gospel Project. And I'd love to talk to some pastors that are listening today uh, about how you might be a part of that American Gospel Project in the United States. And then I want to remind our guys here in Ontario, and we have a number that listen, that our Man Up Conference is coming March 24th and 25th in Simcoe at Bethel Baptist Church. And uh, I would love, love, love to have you there and join with us once again. We're hoping and praying for close to 400 guys at that meeting. That would be massive for Canada. So pray about that with us if you would. So thank you for listening this week. We'll be back on Monday. Unfortunately, it'll probably be just Dan and I. But hey, we've done it 814 times. Well, maybe not quite that many. We've had the girls a few other times, but pretty close. 800 times. And uh, we'll keep going because you're listening. And you're sending us some great questions. Amen. Continue to do that. We need it, and uh, we appreciate it. And God bless you. And Denise Wolven, Columbus, Ohio, signing off. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. And I do want to let you know that I was convicted over by some of the things that was said today. So, Al, you are beautiful. You are lovely. You've... You've made this podcast a 
very sweet and a blessed place to be. So I just want to say thank you. Great. He's on those meds again. <laughs> Put the pills down. Exactly. Put the pills down. Give you a big smooch. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Oh, my word. Stress. <laughs> That's a whole other program. <laughs> a week? <laughs> and to answer that young man's questions, question, yes, we are in a relationship, and this is who we're in a relationship with. <laughs> the only relationship we've got. <laughs> If you don't know, you need to go back to Wednesday of last week and figure it out. (laughs) Awesome. This is Tim Talks. Have a great weekend. God bless you, and we'll be back with you on Monday. This is the Tim Talks. Tell somebody about us. We'd love to have you do it. In fact, I was at my home church on Sunday, and a man met me at the door and said, I just started listening to Tim Talks. My son told me about it. I work the night shift, and it's awesome to be able to listen to you guys. Thank you for doing that. We appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Go serve the Lord in your local church. This is Tim Talks. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.